Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. The Law Enforcement Today Radio Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from New Jersey, we have April Scherzer on the phone. Uh, April, thanks for joining us on Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, and, and it'll become apparent to people why uh, this might be one of the most difficult interviews I've, I've had to do. And But it's a topic that really needs to be discussed. And it, we're talking about first responder suicides. It's been a problem for a very long time in the United States. And, and sadly, you have firsthand experience in that. So uh, what I'll say is this, during this interview, if there's something you don't want to talk about, April, just say, hey, you know, I, I can't talk about that because I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure how to have this conversation. I'm sure that I'm not alone, that it's a very difficult thing to talk about. Um, yes, it is. But we we need to talk about it because... Yeah, I, I feel like it is a an epidemic um, is. in the first responder world. It is. And it, it sadly, this is something you and your family have gone through. I, I experienced this with uh, other officers I worked with in the Baltimore Police Department. And we always heard that we saw nothing, we knew nothing, and maybe we missed signs. I don't know. But one of the things that I'm certain of is that the way these men and women serve their communities is what's most important. And that's one of the things that we need to take from these conversations. They always say it's not how they died, it's how they lived, which makes them important and should be honored and should be remembered. We're talking about your late husband. Tell us about his career and then we'll go into details as as best you can. Sure. He graduated from the police academy and worked a couple police jobs before he finally um, or before he uh, started with West Hampton Township in New Jersey um, and he worked there for almost 11 years at the end he was um, assigned as school resource officer for the local high school on August 21st of 2016 
he shot and killed himself in our home. I don't even know where to start with that. Uh, and uh, to be honest, with you, I'm getting emotional just uh, thinking about. It. I didn't know your husband. I don't know you, but I've heard this happen so often that it's impossible to have uh, this conversation and not be touched emotionally, to be upset by it that this occurred. You you two were married for a while, is that, and have children at the time as well. Correct. Um, we were married um, just over five years, and our twins were four months old when he killed himself. And so this I've was been, just, uh, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was the two-year anniversary of his death just passed. So he, he missed... The children's first birthday, everything, and, and and you've you've missed quite a bit as well. That's that's unfortunately it's a horrific thing to see when it involves anyone. I can't even begin to imagine what it's like for a, a spouse to have to see this, or any family member. Right. Well, it's it's absolutely been the the most horrifying thing I've ever been through in my entire life. And um, one of the reasons why I want to share my story is because I don't want another family to have to go through this. I don't want more children to grow up without their fathers. You know, and you were talking about how, um, you know, it's uh, unfortunately, it's it's very common. It is. I, you know, I, I know I live in a populated area, but I, you know, personally know now, you know, after the death of my husband, two other widows, you know, in my local area, and between the three of us, we have eight fatherless children. You referred to me by Karen Solomon from uh, Blue Help, and I, I did go to the website, and I, I did check out the information about your husband. His name is Max. Uh, he was 36, a senior patrolman for West Hampton Township Police Department, New Jersey, for almost 11 years. A, a, that's a veteran. That's a veteran law enforcement officer. And, you know, the first three, four years are the toughest. After that, you, you begin to start knowing what you're doing. And unfortunately, you wind up going through all the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows and all the traumas that, that law enforcement and first responders experience. Correct. He, he was a veteran of law enforcement. And um, during those years, he had seen a lot of really terrible things. And... You know, I I can't put my finger on just one um, specific traumatic instance at his work. You know, there's a few that I could, you know, rattle off that I remember him telling me about. You know, but I I just feel like the, um, you know, the stress and the pressure of the job um, begins to build up. And, you know, it finally gets to, you know, a a breaking point. And... um, you know, for for my husband, um, you know, unfortunately, he had hit a rock bottom, and um, you know, ultimately, he killed himself. Yeah, there's no other way to say it. It's just no other. You can't tiptoe around the subject. Was he struggling with any issues like PTSD or just overall uh, law enforcement related trauma? Um, well. You know, I, looking back now, I think that, yes, he did have, you know, post-traumatic stress from from his job. You know, he, 
he drank a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't blame that on his job, but I, it certainly wasn't a, a good coping mechanism, you know, for the stress of the job. You know, and, and what ultimately happened with my husband was he had gone um, to a barbecue at his sergeant or lieutenant's home and he, you know, drank with a bunch of the guys at work and he left the party. On his way home, he wrecked a single car accident and was arrested for DWI. And his lieutenant from his police department um, dropped him off in my driveway and my husband came inside the house and killed himself. It's so, I don't want to say stereotypical. It's its what we hear quite often, and I'm by no means an expert when it comes to law enforcement suicide or first responder suicide. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're talking with April Scherzer. Uh, you listen to Law Enforcement Today's show. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725, online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is not now here. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800-663-5107. 
Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800 956 0677 get your free starter kit until 500 are gone you'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk largely tax-free and get 90 percent of the work done for you for pennies that's 800-956-0677 800-956-0677 again 800-956-0677 that's 800-956-0677 rates based on a man age 42 with no tobacco use of any form for 20 years policy number 25 policy underwritten by various life insurance companies premium include a 50 dollars policy fee rates and underwriting criteria subject to change anytime not available in some states you've heard those term life insurance ads with the rates read very low and at the end they have a long disclaimer read extremely fast why because most people like us will never qualify for those rates it's just a way to get you to call listen at the term lifeline we'll never quote you a low rate hoping you'll call then try to sell you something else but we do promise to get you the best rates available on policies of five hundred thousand dollars or more with professional service don't waste your value time. Get the real rates you want on term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more from the Term Lifeline. Call now. 800-957-6068-800-957-6068-800-957-6068. That's 800-957-6068. Joining us on the phone, calling from New Jersey, we have April Scherzer. April is a law enforcement officer spouse. Uh, She is also a survivor of her husband's suicide. And this is a conversation that we really need to have because law enforcement in particular, first responder suicides, is a big problem and has been for quite a while. And... I appreciate you coming on to tell your story and to tell what you've been through. And I'm sure it's not easy for you, April. You said in our prior conversation for this, you're pretty open about it. And that's helped me quite a bit because I find it's very, very difficult to talk about. It is. It's a taboo subject and I feel like it's something that we need to address to take better care of our police officers you know, both physically and mentally. Yeah, I, I think that's something that falls on our agencies and uh, the communities as a whole. And it's, it's too much of a burden for a spouse to have to do. And we need to get better and be more proactive as communities across the United States deal with this issue. We all need to say, hey, you need to do something. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know what the answer is. In your prior conversation, you talked about as you look back, in your opinion, your husband has some post-traumatic stress issues going on. Uh, he was self-medicating with alcohol excessively at some times, and okay. it ran into a problem with a DWI. And those all seem to be things that are part of the, the triad that precede a lot of law enforcement suicides. And so much of this is treatable, so much of it is preventable, and so much of it can be handled 
but I don't know of how to get the message through. One of the things that you talked about, or I, I want to talk about, is you know how you're doing with all of this. What's it been like for you? What do you do to try to recover and to live your life? I wish I knew the answer to that. I um, This has just been the most horrible thing I've ever been through in my entire life, and it just, I feel like I can't get away from it. You know, I, I feel like I'm never going to be able to live in a, a normal life again because of what has happened, um, you know, and my children, you know, how, how do I, you know, raise them to uh, honor their father and, and love him when he's not here and, um, and to know, not I, be angry. I, I don't know how someone cannot right. be angry about it. Right. There's, um, there's so many emotions that surround a suicide. I, you know, you feel sad. I feel sad that he was hurting so much and I didn't realize um, I'm, I'm mad that he did it. You know, I'm mad that he took, um, you know, I feel like this is him killing himself was so many times worse than him losing his job. You know, I, um, I know that that night he had been telling um, his lieutenant on the drive from the police station to our home uh, my life is over april's gonna leave me i'm gonna lose my job all legitimate concerns and i i could i don't want to say understand i could appreciate where he was at at that point but right i i, I yeah, just I can't can... i can't i can't imagine how you get from that to to what he did Right. And I, you know, I'm not sure why do so many police officers choose to end their life? You know, it's a good question. Is it because they are so conditioned um, or used to having their firearms? Are they, you know, is it a personality type? You know, the personality that wants to be a police officer and save everyone and you know, is it is it that that they don't, you know, won't, was my husband feeling so bad because he was going to disappoint everyone? You know, I, I don't know why the police officers seem to kill themselves more than, you know, the general public. Yeah. But and I know our, our that, veterans do have a problem with it as well, and, and uh, firefighters and uh, EMTs and uh, right. corrections officers. It, and I don't know what the answer to those questions are. Could it be access to firearm? Could it be being desensitized to seeing violence all the time? I mm-hmm. don't know. But I do know that there is quite often a heightened sense of responsibility for the welfare of everybody else, especially in your family. Because, you know, so many of us, myself included, wanted to go do something good. We wanted to try to save people. We wanted to protect people from the harms of society, and we're not able to. Mm -hmm. And the last place we want to let people down is at home. Right. And that might be part of it. I I don't know. You talked a little bit about post-traumatic stress. Were there certain incidents that Max talked about that stood out? I mean, throughout the years, there were, you know, a number of stories that he would, you know, tell me, 
that had happened at work, you know, suicides that he had um, attended for people that he knew and, um, you know, didn't know, you know, a lot of really violent situations. Um, you know, there was a an incident when he was, um, you know, somebody tried to tackle him um, in a crowd and, um, you know, the incident I mentioned you know, unfortunately, where he couldn't save the man who was burning alive in his vehicle. You know, all of these these things. I just, you know, you hindsight is twenty twenty. You right. know, I you look back and I look at the um, the post traumatic stress checklist that um, one of the uh, departments had created to try to understand where their police officers were um, as far as stress goes. And when I looked at the, the checklist, you know, I could check almost every single box for my husband. Yeah. And, and the PTSD, and, is it has a dramatic effect on everyone in the family. So notwithstanding his suicide, which you, you saw, you had to deal with everything that we that he brought home and I don't say that as a negative you know it's almost impossible to flip a switch and turn off okay my police mode my first responder mode and now I'm dad or, or uh, husband or wife and not have it affect your home life at all oh, well it does absolutely it, affect your home life I, it does I was speaking with another um, police suicide widow and um, we were talking about how, you know, we watched our husbands be in a in a crisis, and we didn't know what to do. We were too scared. You know, I, first of all, I wouldn't even have known who to contact, uh-huh. you know, at my husband's department. And secondly, I would have never reached out because I would have been too afraid that if I had said something about his drinking or whatnot, that, that they would have fired him and he would have lost his job yeah and you know now i look back and i think should i have you know should i have reached out and you know we talk about you know the programs you know and and how do we how do we prevent more more police officer and first responder suicides and um you know maybe an aspect of that is involving their spouse or significant other and and making them aware of the the resources that are available um to police officers you know I, i'm not sure i don't i don't know the answer but you know we certainly have to do more Absolutely. we have to we have to treat our police officers and our first responders better we hold them to such a high standard why isn't there um you know their their mental health benefits the best available yeah it, it just doesn't make sense we're gonna take a short break uh, by the way for anybody who is listening right now and uh, if you are a spouse or you are an active retired former law enforcement officer first responder veteran and you're struggling with substance abuse issues or ptsd and or both contact the folks at transformations treatment center down here in south florida they have a phenomenal separate program for first responders law enforcement officers and veterans uh, get more details at transformationstreatment.center give them a call at 888-991-9725 we listen to Law Enforcement today. We're taking a short break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. 
Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800 956 0677 and get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke... When Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to keep up with all the news and updates regarding the Law Enforcement Today radio show, also a great way to interact and contact me is to like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. If you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a great guest, just contact us. The easiest way is go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the contact us tab. Send an email to me, jay at lawenforcementtoday.com or robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also send a message via Facebook. We're all over this thing called the World Wide Web, Instagram and all that stuff too. Joining us on the phone, calling from New Jersey, we have April Scherzer. April, very courageously talking about things that just, you know, we, we should never have to have this conversation. And it is a very difficult conversation. And uh, I've done some interviews with some phenomenal people that have been through horrific situations on the Law Enforcement Show. But this one, I'll be honest with you, has made me very nervous since we talked about doing the interview. We're talking about the suicide of your husband, Max Scherzer. Uh, Max was a veteran law enforcement officer in the state of New Jersey and uh, committed suicide at the family home and you discovered him and you were married five years he said and it, it two young very young babies at the time so I appreciate you coming on the show to talk about it Karen Solomon from Blue Help talked about having you come on the show she said this is the first person you need to talk to 
what would you like to see come from or begin to come from this conversation? What can people say and do, whether it be in a law enforcement agencies, in our communities, that, that's try to be more proactive about this? I think we need to take better care of our police officers. They need to have better health insurance benefits, which cover mental health treatments. I think, you know, this is my personal opinion, that it should also cover, you know, substance abuse, um, and it should also be proactive. I think um, police officers should begin being taught coping mechanisms and be given the information for different resources available um, from the beginning when they start their career. And, and, you know, the, the administration of the police departments, they need to do a better job. They need to take better care of their officers. And I'd agree with you 100%. And I don't know how to get that message through to them. I think some of them are starting to get the message. I wish you could say that all of them were 100% on board and are more proactive about taking a stance ahead of time to help people deal with these things as they come along because these issues are going to happen. The, the stresses and the trauma that our first responders face all the time, you're not going to stop them. They're not going to stop coming. They're going to keep coming. Uh, and eventually, you're going to have casualties. You're going to have family members and you're going to have law enforcement officers that, that suffer brutally as a result of going through all of this. Right. It's terrible. And it's completely preventable. It, it, that's the thing. Years ago, they didn't talk that way. You know, in the 80s and 90s, they didn't talk about it being preventable. That's a conversation we're hearing a lot more about lately. Uh, many guests I've had on the show have talked about being proactive and treating and preventing these things from happening. The, the reaction in the first responder. Is that something you become more aware of since the, the suicide? Well, I think... Um before my husband killed himself, I had no idea that suicide was such a big issue in law enforcement. And after my husband has killed himself, I have realized that there is this huge stigma surrounding it. Nobody wants to talk about it. And, and that's got to change. We need to talk about it because too many officers are taking their own lives. And it's leaving family members without loved ones. And it's leaving children without a, a parent. And it's leaving siblings without, and, and mothers and fathers without their um, adult child. And that suffering continues on forever. And, you know, I think you're doing great things by having this conversation and telling people about it. And maybe it's starting to open some eyes. Right. And I, and I want, you know, any police officer or first responder who's, who's thinking that, um, suicide, you know, as an option that would, it, it's not. Taking your own life is just going to absolutely destroy your family. And I'm sure that you've had or have to have a lot of help in dealing with the aftermath of this. What are some of the things that you are doing to take care of you? Um, well, I'm in a lot of therapy. You know, I I try to talk with the other um, the other widows um, when we hear about other police officers in um, our local area who have committed suicide. Um, we try to 
you know, support them. You know, we reach out to the families. Um, well, I, you know, I reach out to the families and, and you know, let them know that they're not alone. And I give them the information for Blue Help, um, the only organization um, that I found that provides support for the survivors of law enforcement suicide. Tell us a little about Blue Help and what they've done for you and how people can get more information. Well, certainly you can go on our Facebook page or bluehelp.org. Blue Help has just given me, has put me in contact with a group of women um, and some men who have all been touched um, by su- police suicide, first responder suicide. And, um, you know, we. I think we're all just trying to do something um, to prevent this happening again. Yeah. I personally am trying to get um, post-traumatic stress listed as a workplace injury in New Jersey. Um, I think that if you know that happens, and um, unfortunately, um, you know everything seems to come down to money, but. Yeah. You know, if, if that was considered a workplace injury, I think that a lot more people would be willing to reach out for help. Um, and that's really great uh, a definition or explanation of, of what causes this. It's, it's from, I always say, and this is my opinion, that it's a brain injury. When you get repeatedly exposed to all this trauma, it, it's very much... A biophysical response. It's not a matter of willpower. It's not a matter of thinking your way through. It is an injury that you cannot recover from by yourself. If you're afflicted to be at a certain point, you got to get some help, and help is available. Blue Help has been phenomenal. We're going to talk about the stigma. We're going to talk about how people can have conversations with those who have been affected with widows of suicide or widowers of suicide because that's something i'll be honest with you i still don't know how to say and i'm hoping that i haven't been insensitive in the conversation so far no not at all it's something that we need to talk about and unfortunately if it makes people uncomfortable then too bad well you've succeeded i'm very uncomfortable all right (laughs) all right we're talking to april scherzer this is a law enforcement today show we're gonna take a short break and we will conclude our conversation with april in just a few moments don't go anywhere remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family you never imagined it would come to this instead of living your dreams you're living with debt in fact it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817-800-948-6817-800-948-6817. That's 800-948-6817. 
Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. April Scherzer from New Jersey is our guest on a Law Enforcement Today show. April is, and there's no way, there's no really easy way to say this, our, our way that feels comfortable is that you are a, a survivor, you are a widow of uh, your law enforcement officer husband, Max, and his suicide, uh, which was, uh, you said, just about two years ago, correct? Correct. It was two years ago, August. One of the things that's very, very difficult is how, how do we have a conversation? And I, I've gone through this with other people, uh, survivors, and, and it it doesn't matter. I found for me, it doesn't matter if it's a line of duty death, if it was an accident, if it was a result of violence or whatever it was, that I don't know what to say. So a lot of times I won't say anything because I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing. I'm afraid of uh, upsetting that person more. Uh, so I, I break off contact. And that seems to be something a lot of people do. And I don't think they intend to do it out of malice, but it doesn't seem to help. Is that been your experience so far? Absolutely. I have lost so many friends. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I've heard that, um, you know, people, people told me, um, recently, um, after the two-year anniversary of my husband's death, somebody said, oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't text you on the anniversary because I didn't want to upset you. Well, I was already upset. If people reach out and tell you that they're thinking about you, then that makes you feel a little bit better. But when people are completely quiet and avoid you, it makes me feel like I've done something wrong. It makes me wonder if they personally don't like me or if yeah, I don't know. It just 
I, I feel like the thing to do is to talk about it. What do you suggest people say? How would you want someone to approach you? And, and when you deal with other widows afterwards or widowers afterwards, how do you approach them? I think we just need to be kind to each other. How are you doing? Is there anything I can do for you? That kind of thing. And it seems so simple to say. And it, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Even my conversation with you, and we've never met, but part of me wants to go, can I do something for you? Cause, and, and I don't know if that's the old police in me. I don't know what it is, but that's one of my first reactions is like, what can I do to help you? And I, it can't undo what's been done. You can't make that all better. So there's part of me that wants to do something. Well, I think what we can all do is talk more about taking better care of our police officers and their mental health and the stigma surrounding it. The more we talk about it, the more we learn, the better we can do. And hopefully, the more lives we'll save. The stigma. We're talking about the stigma of suicide or we're talking about the stigma of traumatic stressors and mental health issues that a lot of our law enforcement and first responders deal with? Well, both. People don't talk about the terrible things that the first responders and police officers go through on a, yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then, you know, the stigma of suicide. You know, nobody, you know, you, you were mentioning about how it's uncomfortable to talk about it. It is. Yeah. And it's it's incredibly uncomfortable to talk to somebody who you think is struggling and ask them if they're suicidal. Yeah. This is something we seem as a society to be more open about with our combat veterans than we are our law enforcement and first responders. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure why there's a difference. I'm not sure either. Maybe it's a funding issue. Um, maybe we think if the Imagine that lots of veterans go overseas to another country. You know, maybe they, it's worse. You know, we understand that better. I'm not sure. But if we want our police officers and our first responders to take amazing, great care of us as civilians, then we need to do a better job of taking care of them. And I think also part of us deep down maybe some media helps maybe hollywood helps i don't know and i'm certainly not trying to blame or point fingers but we don't want to admit and accept that there is a very ugly side to our society and that there's a very violent side to our society and that all of us can fall prey to that at one point or another maybe it's a protection thing i don't know but our first responders our, our law enforcement our firefighters our emts they see it every day and their families go through it with them. This affects everyone. April, I want to thank you so very much for coming on the show and talking about this. I can't even begin to imagine how difficult it was for you. I can tell you this, it was very difficult for me, but it's a conversation that definitely needs to be had and we need to have it more often on the Law Enforcement Today show. Absolutely, thank you for having me. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for 
Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to keep up with all the news and updates regarding the Law Enforcement Today radio show Also, a great way to interact and contact me is to like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. In every community across the United States... Towns, cities, states. We have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. From law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life, Feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. The Contact Us page of the webpage. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is J, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. Be sure to check out Law Enforcement Today online. Our website is lawenforcementtoday.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook. It's very easy to find. Just do a Facebook search for Law Enforcement Today. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards. Get all the details on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya. See ya.